0: Hello and welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? The podcast where Macintosh and Mod force each other to watch movies they should have already seen. I'm David, aka Macintosh.
1: And I'm Diana, aka Mod. What are we watching this week? I'm David. And this is our year in movies. Uh, We did a lot in 2017. We We,
0: watched too many movies.
1: uh, We saw 42 movies in the theater. (laughs) As of recording this, we're actually going to go see another one this evening. Uh, But we saw 42 movies in the theater. Uh we watched 22 movies for this podcast.
0: So that leaves us at
1: So that puts us at 66, but we watched The Christmas Prince on Netflix. <laughs> and then we're going to see Tonya tonight. That put, that puts us at 68 for
0: 2017. Yo, that's too many movies.
1: I'm at I well, I'm technically at 69 because I watched uh that Chains of a great movie.
0: Nice,
1: <laughs> but we didn't nice. talk about that. So, mm-hmm. 69.
0: 69
1: movies in twenty seventeen. That's not bad. No. So, if you've checked out our blog, and I'll put it on Instagram as well, I made a nice little line gr- chart of our ratings for the movies that we watch for this podcast. Uh huh. And so we have some data,
0: trend charts.
1: We have some. We have some. We have some interesting data. As to uh, what David likes versus what Diana likes.
0: Oh, statistics.
1: Okay, so our highest rated movies. You actually rated a movie out of five. Yes, I did. You did. Do you remember which one it was? It was Taxi Driver. Yep, that was your highest rated film.
0: Out of every movie we've seen, that's the one, despite some of its shortcomings, I went, ah, screw it, it's a perfect movie. I'm in. Okay. Okay. It holds up even better than when I saw it the first time, and I was astonished by it the first time. Okay. So.
1: Well, I my highest rating was a four point five, and I actually had two movies that I I did this, and now I would like to take that back. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I have when I'm looking at them t- two next to each other, I want to change the rating for one. Uh, the first movie I did a four point five was Trading Places. Uh huh. And the second one was Sound of Music.
0: And you're gonna yank back Trading Places, I assume?
1: Yeah. And I, I almost want to change Sound of Music to a five, but
0: we need a commissioner. We, we need a neutral third party to weigh in on this.
1: Yes, we need a ratings commissioner. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I did not have a film that I would put at a five.
0: What, what is your criteria for a five? What have you got to have?
1: <sighs> uh, some of it is uh, w- uh, rewatchability. Okay. For me, that's a big factor. Would I want to watch this again? Yeah. I don't
0: know. That's not as big a deal for me with something like, I I I think it is an important factor for Mm -hmm. sure. But I think with a movie like Taxi Driver, no, I'm not going to rewatch that over and over again. Mm -hmm. But what I will say about that movie is the experience of it for me transcends the need to go watch it multiple times. That's fair. The feelings and emotions it evokes Mm -hmm. are intense enough that I'm like, nah, I'm cool with it.
1: Mm -hmm. And see, I. I 100% feel that way about Trading Places and Sound of Music. I want to watch them over and over again. For me. There's an experience. There's nostalgia involved in all of those. Uh, trading Places just has some weird stuff that needs to be But I, I really feel like that one should get downgraded and Sound of Music.
0: I tell you what, if you want to take the half a star and put it on the other... I think I think we've balanced out the forces there.
1: Yeah, I mean the average. If you want if you want to put
0: trading places so, uh, to a four, I'm
1: just gonna say, tra- Sound of Music" is my highest rated film. That's fair for me. Like that's my highest rated film, even if there's something else out there with the same rating, "Sound of Music" is a better film. Yeah, comparatively.
0: Oh yes, I would say that for sure.
1: Yes. Do you know what your lowest rated movie was?
0: <laughs> RoboCop. Uh, Amongst others, because I'm not sure which all ones I gave two, but I know I gave two to a lot.
1: Okay, so I gave two to a lot of movies. Like, I was about to give you some shit, because you rated, your lowest rating overall was a two. Yeah. But you gave that to four movies. Yes. You gave it to RoboCop, RoboCop 2015. Both were bad. Scream and Coming to America.
0: Now, Scream is still on the burner.
1: You have to rewatch that. I know I do. And then we have to watch the rest of the Screams.
0: Uh, we we're gonna,
1: we're gonna do a little horror series, and that's gonna be part of it. <laughs> we're gonna watch some horror films.
0: Have you seen all of them?
1: No, I've only seen two, one and two, so I haven't seen three and four. I feel like
0: we should only do one and two. I don't think there's any need to go further than that.
1: Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Uh. Yeah. My lowest rated film was a one star. I actually gave a film one star, and that was RoboCop. But I also gave out eight twos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you were going to tell me I was bad for giving twos.
1: Uh, yeah. Apparently I like to give out twos.
0: Let's throw your twos out in the list again.
1: Okay, let's see here. Raising Arizona, Goonies.
0: I I still don't understand Raising Arizona with you, but we'll leave that okay. be. Oh. Uh, and Goonies I don't really understand either. That's a solid three movie.
1: Mm-hmm. RoboCop 2015 was a 2 for me. That's fair. Reservoir Dogs was a 2. And I, I, I got I, one point purely for Steve Buscemi.
0: I understand why you gave it that rating, mm-hmm. but I, that is not the proper rating for that movie. We'll put it there.
1: Uh, I gave Heathers a 2. Play- weird. Yeah, play- That's a little weird. Yeah, because you gave it a 3.
0: I thought Heathers was I, a 2 for me. Oh, First of all, to get a 1 star, you've got to be just above Awful. Correct. And a zero stars means it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: Well, and so I So gave... a two
0: for me means you're a worse than average movie.
1: Well, see, and one for me was, I thought this, I, for Cop that movie was horrible. The only redeeming quality was that I liked the idea of the film. No, and
0: that's and that's fine. Your one, one star rating makes total sense. Yeah. But some of these twos, mm-hmm. especially with how you felt about the movie and watched it, mm-hmm. kind of didn't jive with me. But... It's different scales. We've got different yeah. ideas of how those stars work. So I totally understand.
1: Right. Then I had the good, the bad, and the ugly was a two.
0: I get that. And I the, do.
1: And the right stuff was a two. Those were my twos. See, I was a little more all over the map. If you look at my line graph, it it goes up. It, it's, it's got more variance. Oh, yeah. Despite all of my twos. You are very favorable.
0: I am. You're less
1: extreme.
0: I am. And I've always been that way. I don't. I don't, go, I don't go I don't high or low with most of my stuff. You've got to do a lot to get me mm-hmm. to a 1 or a 0, just like you have to do a lot to get me to a 5. Mm-hmm. Because I always look for the room for improvement, mm-hmm. and I always look for there's something about this movie I'm enjoying. Amer- so- like I said, America Pie, I hated initially, yeah. and then I had to keep thinking about it when, like, no, this is actually really good, mm-hmm. and came around to it. And even with Coming to America, I I couldn't give that a 1.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: my f- experience of that movie was not great mm-hmm. and could have been... Some of it, I have to recognize, like, my attitude in the movie yeah. may be wrong. I may not be getting this right. So then I readjust based on that, and mm-hmm. I always try to consider that. So with me, it was a 2 because it doesn't hold up but the jokes make a lot of sense to me like i'm in i enjoy parts of this movie Mm -hmm. but it's about half a good movie to me and therefore it's gonna be a two Mm -hmm. even though there is a solid chunk of the movie that's really enjoyable well it's okay i don't downgrade movies Mm -hmm. because part of the movie is bad per se i'm not i'm not gonna give a movie a zero because half of the movie is shit
1: no and i wouldn't do that either necessarily Depends on how shitty it was compared to how okay. If the other part of it was good, but how good was it?
0: And I'm a little more tempted to be like, I see this part on its own terms and this part on its own terms. So I'm going to give you a little extra for having made at least some of this good.
1: <laughs> so you're just too nice.
0: Maybe a little bit. Okay. I'm t- well, but I'm also I'm also not forgiving when we get into the upper echelon of movies.
1: Yeah. So part of this whole thing was that we were making. The other one, Watch a Movie. Yes. So some of these were my movies that I said you needed to watch. Some of them were your movies that you told me I had to watch. So what, which movie do you think you rated the highest? Of yours? Mm-hmm.
0: I know that for a fact, and it's The Sound of Music. Correct.
1: And my, my highest that I rated for you was Taxi Driver. We both gave those films fours.
0: Those are the two best movies we've watched thus far. We've
1: watched that we both agree not only is it the best movie that we enjoy, it was the best movie that we enjoyed that the other one made us watch.
0: Which is good because those are both classic, solid
1: film canon movies.
0: And both very representative of their genre. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The Sound of Music is a quintessential... Uh, musical, maybe not the 40s style musical, mm-hmm. definitely the latter, you know, the 50s, 60s style, but still very much a, a production of its time mm-hmm. fits there. And Taxi Driver is fully representative of 70s cinema. Yes. It is probably the apex of all of those movies in, in, distilled into one single thing.
1: And Sound of Music is a wonderfully made uh, movie musical. Julie Andrews is a treasure. <laughs> uh, okay, and I know we did not address it in the actual podcast. Christopher Plummer was dubbed that is not him singing. I had read all of that information, and I knew it, and we just got carried away with our conversation and how much we enjoyed the singing that it just didn't come up so i I'm aware of that. I feel bad. Christopher Plummer is not singing, okay, the end, I needed to get that but notes. i said, it's been bothering
0: me oh i've just been holding the lion and it feels so good to be honest it does
1: <laughs> all right so we were a little all over the map this year with different films like we didn't pick a theme we just were trying to go straight for what have we been bugging each other to see for so long
0: oh yeah i mean it started with raising arizona and goonies those yeah. were the two that we were like, how have you not seen this? Yeah, this
1: has just gone on for too long. And then American Pie and Tax Driver, so all that stuff. So in the coming year, in 2018, we're thinking about doing little chunkets of a theme. So doing a couple of the romance movies all at once. Maybe doing a few foreign films and doing some horror films. Uh, doing a run of kids films and kind of doing it that way. Um, if you guys have any suggestions of films that you would like us to watch and then discuss, please shoot us an email. Um, we will we would love to take um, your suggestions and perhaps even if we get enough on a particular movie, even if we've seen it already, we'll rewatch it so we can talk about it with y'all.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna go run down the list of all the movies we saw in the theater and we're gonna talk about those. Okay. Um, so are we gonna
0: are we gonna quick hit these?
1: No, because af- no, we're not gonna do that yet. All right. So the list. From the very beginning of 2017, this is what we've seen in theater. And I can tell you now, all but three of these were at an Alamo Draft House.
0: Recently, we haven't been able to get there.
1: <laughs> because of because of time and schedule, and just because now we're getting into films that are lim- more, a more limited release, uh, we've got to go somewhere else in order to make it happen. So, we started with Lego Batman, Logan, Get Out beauty and the beast the 2017 version kong skull island power rangers the boss baby colossal fate of the furious free fire guardians of the galaxy volume 2 the circle wonder woman king arthur legend of the sword alien covenant baywatch pirates dead men tell no tales captain underpants cars 3 baby driver spider-man homecoming the big sick dunkirk And then
0: we've got the recording cutoff of the movies that we've talked about on this podcast that we've discussed to tell Mm -hmm. you guys to go or maybe not go see. Those were, in order, Logan Lucky, Ingrid Goes West, It, the 2017 version, Lego Ninjago, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Battle of the Sexes, Blade Runner 2049, My Little Pony, the movie, Thor Ragnarok, Murder on the Orient Express, Justice League, Lady Bird, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Three Billboards. Uh, the Shape of Water, The Disaster Artist, Pitch Perfect 3, and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And not in here was The Foreigner. Yeah. Which, I don't know why I didn't get it on this list.
1: It's on my list. And then we're going to see I, Tanya'd later today, actually. So many movies! So many movies! And yeah, you'll notice there are several, a lot of kids' movies in there. We do have a six-year-old. We do take her to the films. We review kids' movies? We also, okay, let's There's just...
0: nothing wrong with children's film.
1: Okay, so a little backstory for us. We saw Kung Fu Panda the day it opened in the theater, filled with children, and this was before we were married because we wanted to see the movie so bad. It was
0: awesome. I it, loved it.
1: We had so much fun.
0: We saw the Lego movie four times, twice without a child.
1: No, I thought I think it's only the first time we saw it without her, and then we took her we kept taking her because we enjoyed it so much. It makes my brain explode. I we, uh, We've talked about our love Legos on this. We love Legos. <laughs> okay, so that's a lot of films.
0: That is a lot.
1: Which I almost feel like there's still so many things that we didn't get to see this year. Yeah. Okay, so what were your bottom of the films we saw in the theaters, the newer releases, what were your bottom three?
0: Okay, because we didn't give star ratings, but no. um, I did later on, went through these. Here's my worst one. Hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: <laughs> you threw a fit during that movie.
0: It was horrible.
1: It was not good.
0: It was a hor. Okay. I've seen the other movies. Uh-huh. We've seen all
1: four of those, right? There were four that was four number five. We, I haven't thought. seen number four.
0: Oh, we haven't seen four. I don't think. Yeah,
1: we haven't seen the one with Penelope Cruz.
0: Um, the first three... I mean, the second and the third ones aren't great. They're really not. They, they're they Okay. They have the. The second moments. one's not
1: bad. Three is messy. The second one sucked.
0: The second one's just all filler for the third movie. The first movie still holds up as great, mm-hmm. and I'm still convinced that they should have just dropped it there and moved on. They didn't need sequels. Just leave it. Correct. <laughs> and we're fine. This movie, <laughs> there is no plot. There are no recognizable characters. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Depp is actually drunk mm-hmm. it seems like mm-hmm. rather than fake being drunk mm-hmm. and then there's none of the humor or the fun that was in this original movie right just none of the actual fun stuff from the other movies was, just was there
1: drunk fat johnny depp and i'm not saying calling him fat to be mean i'm just being like this is when he was going through his divorce with Amber Heard, and so it was a nightmare.
0: It wasn't even a fun train wreck. It was a boring, blah, mediocre movie okay. that was just put out to make a bunch of money. And when you do that, I, yeah, you're no, awful.
1: It's fine.
0: I think I, I the only reason I don't give it a zero is because I think there were a couple of moments that were, you know, entertaining to watch.
1: Okay, that one is not on my list because I just went into it knowing it was going to be stupid and bad. Like, I already knew what it was going to be when I walked in, so I didn't care. My worst movie this year was Colossal. Wow, that movie was pure shit from start to finish. Okay, I didn't see it that way. I know a lot. Here's that film is a little polarizing. There's no middle ground on it. Actually,
0: like, I was the middle ground on it, but we'll, we'll talk a about weirdo.
1: that. You're uh, a weirdo. You've got an unlikable character, a really weird fantastical link. And then you've got people who are just bumbling asshole alcoholics. There is nothing redeeming about that movie. I was bored and it was stupid.
0: I enjoyed the premise. You know what? Honestly. The
1: premise is horrible. No, I really liked it. No, it's pretty bad. I got
0: it. I got where they were going with it. I think it was just a mess of a movie. But I, I recognized it as there's a kernel of a really good idea here, mm-hmm. and some of those ideas are very entertaining. Mm-hmm. The problem was, was it after you got past the premise, everything started to fall apart? And then Jason Sudeikis' character was... It, it got beyond a bad guy and got into, this is really fucking creepy, what this guy does territory. Yeah. The the alcoholic thing is one thing. The abusive thing is another and to kind of flippantly deal with that in that story was not good.
1: Yeah, there's just nothing redeeming about this film. Uh, I
0: I I enjoyed it because there was something interesting going on with it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a, I, I gave it a five on IMDB, and so I gave it a two and a half stars in our scale. Which was just like it is very middle. It because... would be like
1: a point five. Because there are some jokes for me.
0: See, I I legitimately enjoyed the idea of where it was going and then halfway through it all started to fall apart and i was like okay well it was worth a shot all right what
1: was your second one Your, your your next bad male movie
0: um the next one i'll put on here is the circle me too that is a movie
1: they had no idea what they were doing once they got to their their problem well they didn't know how to end it
0: I, honestly too and john
1: boyega's I, character is useless
0: dave eggers has had a couple of different movies made out of his stuff mm-hmm. and uh i don't i don't know that his books necessarily translate well because he also had that other one with tom hanks in it and it did translate nothing that. i was the one where it was the, the hologram for the king or something oh,
1: yeah, I, don't know. I never saw it but yeah i heard about that right This this film had I okay I would
0: it's a preachy it, it it's a preachy blah movie about social media that doesn't have anything to say. Unlike Ingrid Goes West, which had everything to say.
1: This had a good idea. It was it was really about the danger of being so transparent. Yeah, and being too connected, and that's a good message. And I think they had a really good start of their idea. They didn't know how to finish this movie. That's really the problem because you get to about the third act and everything falls apart. I was, was already okay.
0: I was already there a third of the way in. Well,
1: it took a little too long, but it, it, it wasn't the worst movie ever, but it was not good.
0: <laughs> For me, it just felt like this is an editorial from a major yes. newspaper from a grumpy old man and not an interesting movie. All
1: right, what was your last bad movie?
0: Fate of the Furious.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so, that one's not on my... But I I, I knew that one was going to be on your list. But I, I had the same thing that I did with Pirates. I knew what this movie was going to be, so I went into it not caring.
0: I did, too. I actually did understand what was coming with that mm-hmm. movie. And believe me, the fight... In the airplane with a baby strapped to Jason Statham is one of the f- most fun fucking things you can watch in a movie. It really is. All the
1: fight scenes, the cars—it's like I, 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 was, I was on board for the stupid. I understood, and, and I knew it was gonna be. There was gonna be some cheese factor with the Paul Walker.
0: True, I just wasn't prepared for how cheesy it was gonna be. Because they went <laughs> above and beyond well, what it, you would ever expect.
1: It's the family drinking game. Like, how many times do you just take a shot when someone says,
0: family? Like, because I, I know that they've done this before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this went, like, way far past that. Mm-hmm. To a place where I'm going, I don't know, man. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I can keep watching this. Yeah.
1: No, it, it it was not good by any means. But I think... I. I bought since I bought into the premise, I didn't care.
0: So the circle was on your list as well.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: Colossal circle and
1: and free fire. Really. That movie has no point except for let's let's shoot everybody in a room. Now it was funny, and some of those sequences were good. There was absolutely no point to what happened. I felt like I was watching a shitty Coen Brothers film. (laughs) <laughs> like take this idea give it to the coen brothers and it would probably have been better and funnier
0: see i uh...
1: yeah that one i would have given a one to i am okay because i like the people in it and some of it's very funny but that's where it, then it then we're done
0: i'm okay with there being no point
1: oh i know that my Sometime... favorite movie ever, Raising Arizona. There's no point to that movie. <laughs> Not my favorite movie ever. Well, it's one of your favorite movies.
0: No, there there doesn't need to be a point at the end of the plot. First of all, the whole thing is built as a shoot 'em up, and as a shoot 'em up, it succeeds in a way that I haven't seen before. In that it, this what I was really enjoying about that movie, and I don't know that everybody gets it, but the stakes of the shoot 'em up were set a lot higher than I feel they normally are in that movie.
1: I don't know about that maybe not
0: personal character wise but i'm talking in terms of blood and in terms of realisticness there
1: was more of that I'll, I'll give you
0: that especially once we get to about the last third of the movie when people are like hallucinating from losing so much blood and not able to comprehend what's going on yeah. that's not something i've seen anybody do in a shoot-em-up film and that was really interesting to watch
1: hmm.
0: i think that movie is more of an exercise than it is a popcorn movie mm. it's not trying to be you know a, a, an actual watchable movie as much as it is this is something we're trying something different here and seeing what happens
1: yeah
0: and so i i kind of felt it on that level and enjoyed that for for that mm-hmm. but i could totally get if you were expecting just a shoot 'em up popcorn movie how you'd be like this is not fun at all mm-hmm. <laughs> i just kind of i i got i got sucked into it a little bit and enjoyed mm-hmm. it
1: okay so now we're going to talk about our top five movies, in no particular order, mm-hmm. but our top five movies that we've seen this year.
0: Let's start with Honorable Mentions.
1: Honorable Mentions for me is Ingrid Goes West. Okay. I really loved that film. It stuck with me for a while. Uh, great performance by Aubrey Plaza. It's some lovely social commentary. It was, I just really enjoyed that film. That's fair. Mm-hmm.
0: For me, it's Get Out. This was a okay. hard decision to make,
1: and that was the other one I was considering
0: and get out. I originally had it at a four and a half. Mm-hmm. I pushed it down to a four just a little bit before we started because there were some other there were some other considerations, and also it does do that horror movie thing of everything suddenly gets wrapped up in a neat little bow, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need that in a movie,
1: yeah,
0: however. This is a movie I desperately want to go watch again. It's on HBO, so I can, yeah. um, because I now understand all of the specific choices involved in it. Yes, and all of the theory behind it. One one really interesting thing to me is how he's taking he's taken ideas of of race mm-hmm. that are rarely commented in like actual academic culture. Yes. And injected them into this mainstream movie. Uh-huh. Like, he's gone beyond just the normal level of talk of race and gotten into very deep philosophical ideas of race. And so hearing some of that and then hearing about his choices for the movie, I really want to go watch it again. Because I feel like if I do, it's going to make me be like, nah, this is kind of perfect.
1: <laughs> there is a couple... There's a thread right now on Twitter about of of a woman who, who suggests... Uh, suggested they watch this film with her parents, I believe they're of Indian descent. Uh-huh. And it's her live tweeting what her parents are saying about it. Yeah. And it's quite humorous and awesome at the same time.
0: It this is a movie, whether or not it gets accolades, this is a movie that's gonna get like studied.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Because of how insanely thought out it is and how philosophical it is while being a popcorn horror movie <laughs> at the same time. Um, so I, I had to put that in my honorable mention because I only just downgraded it beforehand. All right. So starting from number five.
1: Okay. Mine are not in a best to worst. I just put them in the order we saw them in.
0: Okay. I'm ranking mine a little bit.
1: Okay. My first film that's in my top five is Logan. Logan. Yes. Really? Yes. That is one of the best superhero films I've ever seen.
0: I would agree with that.
1: And it is the best... Uh, we're going to get very spoilery here, so if you don't want to hear anything about this, you can just need to turn us off. <laughs> um, but it's been out for a while, so I'm not going to feel that bad about it. Um, it is the best death I've seen of a long-standing character on film. Yeah. And we have not seen very many superhero deaths. No. Um, so this is kind of a twofer. And it was... A beautiful culmination of Hugh Jackman's career with that franchise. Yes, and I mean it. It hit me in the feels. I was crying, and it was beautifully. It was. It was. It was perfect from start to finish for me.
0: I didn't see it as a perfect movie. Um, I desperately enjoyed. I enjoyed almost all the movie except what. What was funny was I was almost longing for them not to have. The action sequences they had um oh, you,
1: you you can't have um
0: a, a superhero movie without yeah. action stuff no well, i totally
1: but, but i love that you know every time he does it it hurts him more and more and he's yeah. not healing and it's just it's great it was wonderful
0: i for me it just there were other movies that mm-hmm. got above it for me but mm-hmm. i re- that one got four stars for me mm-hmm. and it's still definitely in my top movies of the year for sure it's also just a unique mm-hmm. film that, that had come out. So. Yes. Okay. What's your... So, I'll, I'll caveat, I've got four movies that have four and a half stars. Okay. And one with 5
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm just going to go from the bottom of the list up, because all of these movies are ranked that way for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And the first one I'm going to talk about is The Big Sick.
1: Okay. That's on my list as well. So I we figured. talk about The Big Sick.
0: Um, I mean, it was just so good. It was so much better than i was prepared for it to be
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is saying something because i had some pretty high high hopes for the movie
1: uh we have followed kumail for years since he was first on um sound of Young america with jesse thorne he was featured in their comedy yeah roundup um he was also then he was featured on the nerdist i mean we've been following him for a very long time yeah um and then i um there's another podcast that I listen to occasionally, depending on who his guest is, is um, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, who is one of Kumail's best friends and is very good friends with his wife, Emily Gordon, who wrote this film as well. And so I really love listening to her. Uh, she's a very interesting woman. And yeah. And so I was...
0: She's the mom of the LA... She
1: she was all of the... Alternative
0: comedy Comedy, comedy kids' scene.
1: mom. She she was the mom role. Um, and she's the
0: same age as all of them, but
1: <laughs> but she was she was the spouse who wasn't in the comedy scene and yeah. so she was there running things, and of course she was there because her husband's there, and she's gonna it's just and their relationship hearing them talk about it today is just adorable yes um yeah, and so i was I was so excited for that film,
0: and they they did it even better than than I expected mm-hmm. The writing is completely on point mm-hmm. it's not ever too cheesy for a romantic comedy. Correct. Um he talks about things that have never been talked about in romantic comedies because mm-hmm. he's talking about his culture. Yes. And there's this he's poking
1: fun at himself a little bit too.
0: And you know, the I think the reason why it works so well, is this is a true story. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull the punches from that. Yes. All too often, you know, people will write their own story and kind of hide some of those things, and they just let that be the way it was. Yes. And that made their performances all the more natural. Yes. The only the only thing they changed was certain aspects so that they could tighten up the the timeline.
1: Yeah. uh, That was it. One of the things that Emily Gordon has been very adamant about saying is that uh, her father did not cheat on her mother. Yeah. Which is a plot. It's not really a plot point, but it's a. It's a story within the film, and she's just like, "I want to make that very clear. My dad never cheated on my mom."
0: They they did it as a plot device in order to make the rest of the movie flow well.
1: Yes, and
0: work in a time and work in that time structure. Mm-hmm. That was it.
1: But it was yeah. No, I completely agree.
0: Um. So that one's definitely in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. What What else do you have?
1: Uh. Okay. Well, my next one is Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. I think that's one of my favorite superhero films i've ever seen i, I saw it twice in the theater <laughs> I, I took a hooky day and i went and saw it and then i was like i just really i just was like i need to go to the movies i need to get away from everybody so i was like i'm gonna go see this film i'm probably gonna like it so i'll just see it twice because i knew david was gonna want to see it and i was like this is one of my... I had so much fun watching it. I was so surprised by how much I liked it. And then when I saw who wrote it, I was shocked and so excited. Because who wrote it again? John Francis Daly.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Uh, he was on Freaks and Geeks. Um, he's on Bones. He's just an adorable guy. He's
0: so. been writing so many things. Yeah,
1: he's writing a lot right now. So I was excited and I there's nothing about that film I would change. And they got Spider Man perfect for the first time I've ever seen.
0: I would have less Tony Stark, honestly. That's ah. that's my problem with the movie. Um, nevertheless, I I feel like they finally got Peter Parker right mm-hmm. for one of the few times because uh, you know even the Sam Raimi stuff was good. It was. Don't get me wrong, and and those movies are great, but that's still not the Peter Parker. Yeah, that is the most fun, and the Peter Parker that's the most fun is broke, can't get, you know, has to do whatever he can to scrounge up the money to do what he's got to do. In
1: always looking, f-
0: always looking for an angle. Oh, and by the way, he's in high school. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what's fun. that's the fun. that's Peter Parker, and we've never gotten that. Nope. And that's that was so much fun, and yeah, I really I enjoyed every bit of that movie. I mean,
0: we were already excited because we'd seen him in Civil War
1: we got a little glimpse of him and that was nice um hot aunt may hot aunt may (laughs) tom holland is great uh he's a very talented young man (laughs) i
0: just i i could have done with a little less tony stark and maybe just a little less movie because it was a little long Mm -hmm. but that's i think that's why i just didn't make it to the top for me i was
1: fine with it
0: let me whip around to my favorite superhero movie Mm -hmm. which is thor ragnarok
1: See, I had a, I almost put Thor on this list, but I was like, man, I mean, I love Thor. Thor's my favorite superhero. He is my favorite in the Marvel universe. Is that just because he's pretty? It helps. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Loki shows up with him, which is, I'm <laughs> saying, so yeah, funny. he's so pretty, um, and evil. And, I, and this is the evil thing. Uh, but when I thought about, okay, do I like Thor more than I like? spider-man homecoming and i liked spider-man better so i had to cut thor
0: i liked thor better okay um
1: it's great i want to see it again still but
0: it's it's an adventure movie of the best kind Mm -hmm. this is the first time i feel like with those with those hero movies that they've just done a pure adventure agreed rather than you know try to try to deal with a social commentary aspect or a character study. This was.
1: Let's go on an we're, adventure. We're going on a and crazy build our character. In
0: an intergalactic, crazy way. Mm-hmm. Um, they dealt with the Hulk, who. The Hulk is incredibly freaking funny in the comics. Mm-hmm. And they've never really let him be in the movies. And they finally did. And it was so great because was... Thor and Hulk are so freaking funny together. Well,
1: also, not just Hulk, they let Bruce Banner be funny. Yeah. And like insecure but great, it was funny. He was like, "You just you just want me here because you want the whole." No, I love you, Bruce is my favorite. <laughs> Shut up! He's like, "These pants are short." Tony's crotch. Oh my god! <laughs> and Bruce Banner got to be funny, which he never gets to be funny. They they
0: finally let those characters a little bit loose because they they need to be fun. Yeah. And Taika Waititi, I I need to just go watch everything else he's made because mm-hmm. good lord the everybody's just having fun doing yes. that movie. His little cameo in the movie is brilliant.
1: Yes. Oh, hi Dave.
0: <laughs> um, Jeff, Goldblum's amazing. Oh,
1: Jeff Goldblum is amazing. His character. It's like the slaves have escaped. I don't like that word. The, the, the word, what is it? The captain, the prisoners who have jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just it's so great.
0: they they had fun with a superhero movie mm. and that's that's what I want to see. To me, this is the first movie that was as fun to watch as the first Iron Man.
1: Agreed. It it while it did push the overall story that we know we're building to, um, you could take it and put it aside and it's okay. Exactly. And that's true. That was fun.
0: Same thing with the first Guardians. Like I yes. totally felt that, that same way. And this, this got me there. So mm-hmm. I was like, yes, all for it. And I, I, for me, I'm just like, I just want all of them to be like this. To just be fun. All right, so we got three each, I think? Yeah.
1: Yes, we've used them three.
0: Well, honorable mention, two. So what's okay. your third movie in your top five?
1: Okay, well, my third movie was Big Sick. Okay. We were going to talk about that. So my next film is Logan Lucky. Okay. That was probably my favorite movie of the year.
0: It made my list.
1: It's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I wouldn't change anything. I had so much fun. I loved every. I loved everything about that movie, and I want to see it again. I like. Oh. I don't know why I haven't bought it yet. Is it? A, it's out on DVD. Oh yeah. I I I I need to go to Amazon here in a minute and just order it because I know I'm. That's the movie I'm going to watch over and over again.
0: Absolutely, it's. Um... It's everything. I love
1: everyone in it. I love the story. I love what ha- I love all of it. It's great.
0: <laughs> it is Ocean's Eleven meets Raising Arizona, and it's perfect.
1: I love Ocean's Eleven.
0: But this huh? this goes one step further with the characters in it.
1: Oh yes, the characters are much better.
0: Like Ocean's Eleven is great, but everybody's kind of a robot on purpose.
1: I remember seeing the trailer for Ocean's Eleven, and I was just like, I'm gonna need a napkin for my feet. <laughs> <For my seat. laughs> I remember distinctly i leaned over and said that to my best friend mal and she was just like you're a horrible person i can't take you out
0: but um <laughs> but this was you know channing tatum's great as the street man adam driver
1: i said it when we reviewed this movie he gets a lot of shit for being a weirdo and a lot of people hate him on rilo Ca- on uh, what's his fucking name kylo, kylo Ren. Wren sorry it's Riley, kylie rilo No, nope, nope
0: kylo ren just we're leaving it there
1: no i'm talking about the band i know yeah that that's where i get confused. okay <laughs> he's a lot of shit for that a lot of people hate him in star wars you <laughs>
0: could just call him ben kenobi or ben solo
1: damn it <laughs> you failed that time
0: oh man
1: uh, uh yeah but he this i feel like this film really showcased that he is Gave him more acting chops,
0: amongst others. He's he's gotten to do lots of stuff recently and shown it. Just not on a big, ones he got just not on a big scale. And this movie made a ton of money. They did, did really no, well.
1: Yeah, no, this was the first one I think that he's done outside of Star Wars where he got to show his acting capabilities, and it was actually seen by an audience.
0: Freaking Daniel Craig, man!
1: Daniel Craig, I love you. I am incarcerated.
0: Is it 20 or is, is it 30? 30. We are dealing with, with science.
1: science. <laughs> I think it was 30. <laughs> it, it's oh, it's so it's so good. And you actually did see it twice. Oh, yeah.
0: it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I got nothing wrong with it. It just it, it didn't get all the way to the
1: top for me. It's okay. But it's 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 my next one I I did mine in order, but it's my favorite movie of this year.
0: Yeah, for me, it's not my favorite, but it's very close.
1: Okay, so what's number two for you?
0: Number two would be Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing's, Missouri. I'm not
1: surprised. I kind of knew you were going to say that.
0: This didn't make your list?
1: It was good. I liked it, but it wasn't one of my favorites of the year.
0: I I was I think, surprised
1: by how much I liked it.
0: I think everything in this movie really worked well together. I was surprised by how much I liked mm-hmm. it, too. I thought I was really going to enjoy it, especially after seeing that Red Band trailer. hmm um, and that didn't even do justice to the vulgarity of the movie but I think that works like I said I, I'm i familiar enough with Martin McDonough and have liked his stuff mm-hmm. to be interested in things I've always heard great things about In Bruges and really wanted to see it and never gotten around to it
1: Yeah.
0: Um. so this was finally a chance to get to, to watch one of his movies and what I thought was what really got me wasn't the humor I knew that was going to be there What got me was the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really surprised me about this movie. Mm -hmm. More than... Except for one movie. This movie really had the most heart and character and humanity in it of the movies we've seen. And there was a lot of humanity in movies, don't get me wrong. Lady Bird has a lot of humanity. Mm -hmm. A lot of those different things. But this really gets up there for me. In a good way. So... Uh, you know, plus the writing is just so good in that movie.
1: It is. It's, I I don't disagree.
0: Um, it just
1: wasn't one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. So it it, I again it it came down to it. it was really surprising and some of this was just I looked at I looked at what I had rated and that got a nine from me. It really did. Mm-hmm. it when I thought about it, mm-hmm. four and a half stars. Okay.
1: So you only have one left, right? I have
0: one left, and I think it's. And the same I know
1: one. we I know we're gonna have the same line. Shape of Water. The Shape
0: of Water. That's
1: the best film. Okay. I know.
0: You have the it's, best film and the favorite film.
1: Yeah, they don't always have to be the same thing. No, this was the best movie of this year.
0: For me, it's both because this was also my favorite movie of the year. It thus far.
1: Okay, we're, I'm going to tell you right now. I know Itania's not going <laughs> to beat it no. for this.
0: Um, for what we've seen this year, it's going to be the best movie we've seen. Um,
1: I, I think I love it equally with Logan Lucky. It just it gives me a very di- it's a different emotion that I love about it.
0: That's why I think it's my favorite is mm-hmm. because rarely do you get a movie that is a well crafted movie, an artistic statement, and something like that mm-hmm. that also just makes you feel good mm-hmm. and just makes you enjoy the movie mm-hmm. um, that's pretty hard to do period mm-hmm. and this is one of those movies
1: okay.
0: like it's not it, it's it's not this huge amazing technical achievement type thing, nor is it this just crazy fun movie it's i i don't know I don't know how else to explain it. It's just really fucking good
1: it, oh it, it is I don't disagree at all
0: and um. transcend it in that not um pretentious way it's just it is transcendent in the actual sense of that word. it goes above and beyond every genre you think of. And becomes its own yeah. thing.
1: I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> I feel like it did,
1: but it was it was beautiful.
0: Um, it's it one of the good. best movies I've ever seen. It
1: is. Um, <laughs> it. I just. I. I. The music gets me. Uh, I just love this story. It's a beautiful story. Uh, yes. And it's beautifully done. And I mean, it is. It is the best film this year. It is. I know we still have. I don't. I don't care what the awards say right now. I'm glad it's still getting recognized the way it should. But it's the it's the best movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it.
0: I don't feel like anything's going to come out that's really going to match it. It's all going to be for who's in second place, and that's not saying anything bad. This great year for movies, like a great year. It was
1: a bad year for the box office.
0: Bad year for the box office. We did our part. I, the big budget movies weren't very good. The big, huge attractions yeah. weren't the, the biggest the, deals in the world. The
1: staple films that they thought were going to get them their normal money didn't.
0: Well, and the summer, the summer was so weak. I mean, we talked about our all of our worst movies came out in the summer this year. All of the lowest movies I have yeah. ranked What's all it? were summertime Clossal
1: movies. was in the spring.
0: But even still, but it was later. Yeah, but it was still everything in that summer. You know, all the really great blockbusters we've seen, all came around at the end of the year.
1: Mine were peppered throughout. So, two of my, well, three of my favorites were in the summer: Big okay. Sick, Spider Man, and Logan Lucky. Those were all summer films.
0: That's true. Get Out was also in the summer.
1: No, that was earlier in the year. Oh
0: yeah, it made it was spring. That it was, was springtime. It was in March February, or so.
1: March. Um, And Logan was in, was at the beginning of the year too, so. Um, Yeah. We did good.
0: We did a lot. All right. Let's talk about some of the movies we saw over the break.
1: All right. For our first holiday break movie, we saw Pitch Perfect 3.
0: Following their win at the World Championship, the now-separated Bellas reunite for one last singing competition at an overseas USO tour, but face a group who uses both instruments and voices.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. Okay, if you like the first one and you disliked the second one, you'll enjoy this one. This one's better than two.
0: It is better than 2. Though 2 isn't bad. 2 has plenty of fine moments.
1: Um, I think this one had better singing.
0: It has better singing. It also has a better s- storyline.
1: It's got it's got a subplot that's stupid, but that we... That we'll talk about it. We can't it. not.
0: We'll talk about that. Um, no,
1: we can't. Cause I, I'm, we can't be spoilery. Oh, that's fair. Um, But there... It's fine. It's fine. It has
0: a lot of... You know what's different about this one than the second one? The second one is a very blah sort of straight up story Mm -hmm. and i don't think they gave it a lot of meat in in terms of where the story went this one has some twists and turns packed into it Mm -hmm. some some unexpected fun moments that you're that you're not quite ready for
1: yes and i feel like this this is the last one they're doing they tied it up in a nice little bow and boy
0: boy did k Cannon go for it with some of those band names yes (laughs)
1: yeah so part of the uso tour is a competition between them and the other bands and the other bands are pretty good and when they're all fighting each other it's pretty singing wise it's pretty fun the
0: music the music is really well done Mm -hmm. and the writing is the writing is a lot more tight with this movie because they know they're finishing it off
1: I think that's what helps it. Two just felt sloppy. Two, they should have focused more on, like, how do we pass this on to the next generation? Because they're all leaving. Um, When it was just just weird.
0: Um, We can say this is kind of a big breakout for Trish C, who's the director. Mm -hmm. Um, The only real movie credit she has is Step Up All In. But guess what she directed? Oh, that's right. Okay, goes. Here it goes again. Video. Oh wow. She is a top notch video uh music video designer, filmmaker, has worked on all those okay go projects.
1: Okay. So that's
0: this does feel a little bit music video ish, but not in a bad way. Okay. This kind of movie is really helped by a music video director. Yeah. Same thing with a step up type movie. I think that it helps.
1: And I do like the step up movies. They're way fun. Stupid, but fun.
0: It's a great Ending movie. It's still not as good as the original. No. But it's a great wrap up to the to the series.
1: I don't think this is a secret, but um the Jesse character is not in it. Yeah. Um I wish he had been. Him and Bumper. I wish I wish the boys had been in it just a little bit. A cameo. Like yeah, a little cameo. Maybe just the the just a little clip of them maybe on YouTube singing something stupid. That yeah. would have been fun. I don't know. The flip they're mentioned but to explain why they're not in the film, but the flip side
0: is it's supposed to be all about the girls.
1: Whatever. I liked the the competition between them. Yeah. It was fun. Is
0: there much more to say about that?
1: No. <laughs> it's a popcorn movie. Just it's fun to enjoy.
0: Yeah. But again, if you if you like that series, this won't be the last Pitch Perfect movie they make, but it will be with this cast of characters. Yeah, this
1: group ain't going do it again.
0: The only one I see, Haley Steinfeld, would probably keep going in some of the directed video sequels if
1: she doesn't get any other work, because she hasn't been doing much lately.
0: Who knows? Could be this. Could be her in school. Could be a lot of things.
1: You know what? No, I think she's been doing actual music. That works too. Um, yeah, and also she's she's a little on the young side. <laughs> yeah she what? is she's got an oscar nomination under her belt that's all right she was so good in that movie she was.
0: um but anyway jumanji welcome to
1: the jungle
0: i didn't realize that was the subtitle
1: you didn't realize that
0: no i missed that wow Four teenagers discover an old video game console and are literally drawn into the game's jungle setting, becoming the adult avatars they choose.
1: I think this is the best work Jack Black has ever done, and I am a huge fan of School of Rock. <laughs> this, this is right there with it. Um, we just, This movie was fun. If you like Jumanji, Zathura, any of those at all, this is fun. It totally respects the original, but it does update it.
0: It's a lot sillier. It's it, a lot more grown up, too. They did not shy away uh, from going there. It's a PG-13 movie. Start there.
1: But only because they're, uh, Jack Black's character, um, his he's the avatar for basically a 16-year-old self-absorbed Instagram popular girl yeah so we have some of that girl in a guy's body thing, stuff yes which is played for a lot of humor i don't think they go too far they do just enough for it to be silly to make no. their point
0: but there's also there's also some blood
1: yeah but it's not like it's graphic. video
0: it's video game blood and that's why it's pg-13 but it is still real it fine. is still real
1: it's fine I, I'm fine with all of it
0: I'm fine with it I'm just saying it's not it's not 1996 Jumanji with Robin Williams yeah <laughs> there is no way it it's in that same vicinity
1: mm-hmm. so you have the Rock who's good in everything and he's adorable because the he's the alter ego for a nerdy guy so the, uh, the Rock has to play that a little bit and I just enjoy the Rock I like seeing him in everything he's fun yeah And then we get Karen Gillum. Uh, She's always awesome. God,
0: her American accent is so good. So good. It's on point. She can do whatever accent she wants. And she has a full Scottish brogue.
1: Oh, she does. Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is... Okay, I just love Kevin Hart against The Rock, <laughs> and plus, it's just a perfect combination. Oh. Then you've got Jack Black. It's not the girl. only
0: time they've done that with Kevin Hart. Put him up against you a know Ice Cube or Vin Diesel or whoever.
1: Yeah, but the two of them are just adorable. Yeah, they just they are. They they get it. Um, then we've got Bobby Cannavale is playing a bad guy. Nick Jonas has a cameo. Uh, it's great. It's just so.
0: So I can tell you why the writing is probably the best part of that Mm -hmm. and that the jokes are so good. And this is because Chris McKenna, who is known for being a a, uh, writer on Community and then writing the screenplays for both Lego Batman movie and Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Oh, shit, yeah. So. Okay, which Spider-Man is probably one of my favorite super Homecoming, it's one of my favorite superhero movies I've ever seen.
0: And Lego Batman is joke after joke after joke after joke.
1: The Spider- Lego Batman is pretty great. It,
0: the, the humor in that script is so good.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, and he also was on the Mini Project, which is a pretty great show. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous, but it's great. He's he's done quite a bit. Okay,
0: and then we got a different guy who's done Gone in 60 Seconds, Con Air, and High Fidelity to write the the flip side of it.
1: Hmm.
0: Somebody who can write an action comedy.
1: Yeah. This was just fun. Go see it. It's not too, too grown up for, you know, your middle school or, you know, probably not younger than 10. No. Uh, just because of some of those. Older kids. 10 and up. Yeah. Middle schoolers. You know.
0: But you can devour. I mean, I didn't have popcorn during this movie. I could have. Oh, I'd yeah. Because I would have just been like, "Oh mom, mom, mom.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was two hours, and it did not feel that way. It was one hour 59 minutes exactly. And we were just like, wow, that was good.
0: It's really because you come to the end of it, and they've got to wrap up a whole bunch of stuff with it. Yeah. There's... And that's the only reason it. I think it drags out a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, but that's okay. So? Yeah, this is what I might be willing to... To pay for I might I might buy just to rewatch later because it's fun.
0: Go get it! It's great. Mm-hmm. Just a silly movie. Woo! This week in theaters, we finally got to I Tanya. Competitive ice skater Tanya Harding rises amongst the ranks at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, but her future in the activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. Both the plot of this movie and the actual story.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, so this isn't like a straight-up biopic. It's kind of... It took some of the interviews from Tanya Harding and Derek Smith... Or not Derek Smith. Uh, Jeff Galooly? Jeff Galooly and then his friend. Um, some of their actual interviews and kind of pieced together a narrative. Yeah. Uh, oh her yeah, mother and as her well. Her mom. Uh and then took a few liberties and they do point that out in the, show, in the movie like this never happened or, or they show something that they say oh well Jeff swears this never happened um, it's a little
0: whatever, whatever it's, it's a
1: dramatization it's,
0: they deal with the disputed facts by you know dramatizing them and then uh, commenting on it throughout the movie mm-hmm. which is a nice device especially for this story it
1: is it adds some levity to it
0: because um, it's a Rough story
1: <laughs> That's really not a rough story Um
0: The abuse is rough The
1: the abuse is pretty explicit Tommy Harding was beaten up by her mom And her husband a lot Yeah And that was just the way it was And in terms of the incident Um They really talk about Not like They do try to I think they're trying to paint her more As more innocent than she probably was we don't know uh I this film wasn't great really I think it's overhyped I really do uh, Allison Janie's amazing um she deserves her recognition uh, Margot Robbie... Robbie I always feel like it's Robbie but uh Margot Robbie is great um, I feel like she got to stretch herself as a performer a little bit more, and Sebastian Stan is awesome. Yeah, um, he is definitely he's either been the Winter Soldier or Pretty Boy, and here he gets to be something different, and his voice is fantastic. Yeah, uh, so it was it was great for them.
0: This is a this is a performance movie. This is not a a, a mm-hmm. movie movie with a with a real mm-hmm. great plot line. It gets muddy in the in the middle. Um, um,
1: I think if you want to see a movie about what happened about this period of time in, in the ice skating world, go watch the 30 for 30. Yeah. Um, it covers the same information. It's got interviews with Tanya Harding um, where she addresses a lot of these things. And I think the main thesis of this film is is included in the 30 for 30. Yeah. And it's really that Tanya Harding uh, was the best skater in the world for a period of time but because she did not look or act the way um the ice skating world thought you were supposed to uh the deck the deck was stacked against her and i think that is a very fair assessment yeah of what happened um
0: and then, and, then I, her- and i'm
1: not i'm not excusing anyone's involvement or trying to diminish i'm just saying in terms of her standing in the ice skating world uh she was downgraded because of the way she looked
0: exactly and her husband was a fucking nightmare human Mm
1: -hmm. yes who Who was a horrible person and her mother was emotionally abusive and physically Physically abusive just an
0: an abusive woman yes um she she never had a chance to rise very far without complete will and control i like that we we sort of get through this and find out at the end that she's fine now I mean, she's not, like, a superstar, mm-hmm. but she's got a life, and she, she gets to live it. <laughs>
1: she has tried to move on. Yeah. And I think, um, of course, people have been talking about, you know, Nancy Kerrigan. You know, she doesn't want anything to do with this film, and you know what? She's lived all this. She's She also paid a price.
0: Well, Nancy Kerrigan also... the Nancy Kerrigan got to kind of milk this for all it was worth. I mean, she got an SNL appearance out of this, which is crazy for an athlete at the time. No
1: all the af- all of the big olympic winners from america get to go on SNL. That's fair. They all have. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 more common now, it, but it did happen then too. It, it wasn't just her. Um Nancy Kerrigan, yeah, Nancy Kerrigan has got has been allowed to be a victim forever. Yes. And a little princess. And I'm not saying, you know, it's not like, she certainly did not deserve what happened to her, but... No. And I am total makes total sense for her to be like, I'm not going to see this movie. I don't need to. I'm not going to participate in interviews. It's over. No. That's totally fair.
0: In a lot of ways, like, we talked about it. This movie, as opposed to that 30 for 30 documentary, mm-hmm. this movie is far more just Tanya's story. It, it's not a. It's not mm-hmm. centralized around the incident and the factors that go into the incident. Mm-hmm. It's just her story and yes. her side of the conversation mm-hmm. and then what's what they what is interesting is how they pepper in the other interviews yes. about her to complicate her story because it's a really complicated story
1: and there's a cameo by bobby cannavale that is amazing
0: he's so good and
1: i was it was unexpected and great i will tell you nothing other than it's adorable
0: um it. yeah It. It's not a great movie, but it's it's a fun movie. It's fun to watch. It, oh,
1: it was fun. Especially I'm...
0: for me, I, I think from your perspective, you you lived through this, you watched all the coverage. I didn't remember a lot of this, and I haven't seen that thirty for thirty, mm-hmm. so I don't know the details behind it at yeah. all. Um, I recognize that it's not a complete account of anything that happened. No. And what I I just found it a little more interesting as just a character study. Yeah. Um, which those movies tend to be a little messy as movies, but like you said, all of the main actors get to really just act their butts off.
1: Yeah, they got to show a little bit more from themselves. Exactly. Which was great.
0: Any Oscar things out of this? No. No? You don't think anybody gets anything? I
1: don't think it. Well, honestly, I could see Alice and Janie getting nominated, but she isn't gonna win
0: well i don't I don't am not saying winner, it's just nominations
1: um, I could see Sebastian Stan. I'm
0: kinda hopeful for that at this point. He hasn't gotten any play in the award stuff yet, but I but, mean
1: uh Margot Robbie doesn't deserve any, so no, sorry
0: she's she's gonna be up so I would there.
1: rather her over you know helen mirren or judy dench
0: <laughs> she's gonna be up there in due time this is yes. nice to get to see her i think the coolest thing we saw was it she, she has that great thing of it doesn't matter whether they've made her pretty or whether they've made her ugly she's just gonna play the role
1: well and she's an actress with that type of look that it would be very easy for her to be like well i can't do the movie if i'm not gonna be pretty in it um and she's not doing that as an actress and it's really great.
0: It means it means she's going to get to do way more interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. That she's willing to put her put yeah, herself out on the line like that.
1: Yeah, she's going to be in Mary Queen of Scots later this year, so Ooh. that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that.
0: So, it'll it, it it's worth your time, I think, for me. Maybe not for you.
1: I I say go go see 30 for 30 and that will be better.
0: And then wait for this one to go streaming.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: But that's not the end, right?
1: No. So we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We're gonna run down the list of what's slated right now to come out next year. Oh boy! I, and I think we're gonna go from what hasn't been released in our area to maybe about June and June get the first half of the year, because you know there's still there's things are always moving around for through 2018. So. And
0: random stuff pops up out of yeah. nowhere.
1: Yeah. So some, you know, something will get escalated. Oh, it was going to come out in November. Now it's going to be March. Yeah, stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna run down the list here in a minute, and we'll talk about which ones we're looking forward to. And we'll see you in a minute. See you after the break.
0: And we're back.
1: It's time to talk about 2018.
0: So many movies.
1: There's always so many movies coming. We're just going to go through uh, what's on the slate through the end of June. Six months. Get that
0: half year going. Yeah. Looks like the summer's front loaded anyway.
1: Yes, it is. It typically is.
0: But we got a ways to go before we get there, because we got to start with January.
1: All right. January starts tomorrow. Or today, if you're listening to this, when we release it.
0: (laughs) But on on that first weekend, we get Molly's Game, Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. It looks like a movie.
1: Yeah, that's one of those Golden Globe ones. It's on the list. We'll see it. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, Proud Mary.
1: I need to have a little bit more information about that one, but I do like Taraji P Henson. She does a phenomenal job on Empire. She is that entire show. Um,
0: has acquitted herself very well. Hidden Figures. She's oh, great, she in. great
1: in Hidden Figures.
0: Um, yeah, it 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 does look like a movie. That she just happens to be the assassin in.
1: Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like a better trailer. The one we have right now is not great. It's a teaser. So it's edited very well with between the gunshots and the beats to the song. I will say, when I watched that, I was like, "That's very clever." It's a
0: teaser. That's yeah. all it is. Mm-hmm. That same weekend, the post mm-hmm. finally goes wide. Yeah. Which
1: mm-hmm. we got to see that. Okay.
0: I've actually read some interesting stuff um, from a historical perspective that it is very accurate. Okay. Despite later on the story not going so great, they were like, the movie itself does a pretty good job of talking about what was going on.
1: Well, that's good.
0: Which is nice to know. Um, one that I hadn't heard anything about, but actually kind of looks interesting, the director of Crank has a movie coming out called Mom and Dad, okay. in which the parents in suburbia begin to, they must survive 24 hours during a mass hysteria of unknown origins, causes parents to violently turn on their own children with Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair as the parents, <laughs> as the mom and dad.
1: Well, that's bizarre.
0: Apparently, it is Nick Cage getting to go full Nick Cage, mm-hmm. and it's getting relatively good critic reviews right now. Them saying that this guy who's known for just doing action movies actually gets a uh, gets some pretty interesting commentary through on this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I'm very intrigued.
1: Hmm
0: very occasionally when you let nick cage off the leash he does some really cool stuff yeah and that's i think this is a movie that's gonna let him do that okay so that might be an interesting one
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um i've seen a little bit about this hostiles with christian bale
1: yeah i put that one on there too i I love christian bale
0: uh he's done a lot of stuff with scott cooper and i haven't gotten to see him Mm -hmm. um this is the guy who directed crazy heart yeah, and um, but he did a movie called Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale a, a few years back, which didn't make a whole lot of noise, but was widely regarded as great. Mm-hmm. One of the best things he's done. Um, a little more natural performance from Christian Bale than we're used to.
1: Well, and this one's also got uh, Jesse Plemons and Timothy Chalamet, who's blowing up all over the place, and Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, yes, I do. Ador- I do like her a lot.
0: And Rory Cochrane. Man, I we,
1: didn't see that. He
0: just randomly shows up.
1: I love Rory Cochran. It's
0: a it's a western and and a coming together of the mm. white man and the and the native americans.
1: Mm. Oh, Scott Wilson's in there too. I a, mean, that one looks like a uh interesting western story.
0: Yeah, it just it it also looks like it could wind up being boring, uh-huh. so I don't know. Uh, The Phantom Thread
1: course we have to see that as paul thomas anderson film which those are wonderful
0: may very well be the last thing daniel day lewis ever puts on screen
1: he's retired a couple times and he's a weirdo so it's kind of hard to take him seriously but this is this is going to be his last movie for a period of time uh,
0: he's officially made that that statement because he'll um, go
1: be a dressmaker now what he said
0: I, I went ahead and read a few of the the review snippets from okay. imdb because my biggest concern with this movie has been you know Paul Thomas Anderson's movies often reach these very heightened, strange conclusions. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, as I saw stuff for this movie, I just felt like, oh, this is just going to be a period drama, which is interesting for him, because that's not mm-hmm. his normal fare. From what I'm reading, though, it's going to go there and okay. go dark. So that interests me on how he's going to do that with such a very seemingly quiet film. Okay. So... Um, But also, get ready for the costume awards and the set decoration. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. Yeah,
1: I mean. Anything else for January?
0: Uh, That's it for January.
1: Okay. Move on to February.
0: Didn't have anything else? No. Starting February. Boy, I don't know how to feel about this one, but Peter Rabbit.
1: You want to see that?
0: I don't think I want to see it, but I don't know. (laughs)
1: Okay, I'm not paying money for that. (laughs) I I, I thought you were
0: interested. That's why I put it on the list.
1: You're so wrong. (laughs) But you know what I am interested in? What? The Cloverfield movie.
0: Oh, I did not put that on here.
1: I did. We haven't seen that other one. 10 Cloverfield
0: Lane, which everybody says is better than the original. And the first one was really good.
1: Okay, so when we saw Cloverfield, I was surprised by how much I liked it. Because I'm I'm not the audience for those types of films. And 10 Cloverfield Lane has John Goodman, and I adore him, mm-hmm. and I always will.
0: And apparently it's John Goodman getting to be full John Goodman.
1: <laughs> and it's supposed to be phenomenal, and so I was just like, well, I want to see that, but I'm kind of interested in seeing the new one, so I put that on there.
0: Cloverfield in space. Mm-hmm. That's um, what it is. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I, I also put Fifty Shades Free. Uh, I've, seen I the thought other, about... I've seen the other two, so I might as well finish it off. I
0: thought about putting that one on there. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't have any information on it, but the Clint Eastwood, the fifteen seventeen to Paris mm-hmm. American Soldiers Discover a Terrorist Plot on a Paris bound train.
1: See, every time I see that I think three ten to Yuma. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'll just go watch that.
0: Look, it has Jenna Fisher and Judy Greer, along with Thomas Lennon, and Tony Hale. A lot of comedians in this one.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it's like is it a comedy? Uh
0: no, but it's Clint. Okay. So, um I I need to know more, but yeah. I'm I'm throwing it in there. Okay. Black Panther's the highlight of February.
1: I'm so excited about Black Panther.
0: I am very reserved. That trailer
1: gets me excited.
0: It doesn't, for me.
1: I think you're. I think it's what you talked about with the other superhero movies. You want it to be light and fun, and you're not buying the premise of this film. And the premise of this film is, his dad has been murdered. He has to take up the Black Panther mantle, and he has to figure out how he's going to leave his people. They
0: haven't done a good job of explaining the story to me yet. At all.
1: Uh, I think you are ignoring it. Maybe. That's not on That's not on them. That's you.
0: I also could just have superhero fatigue.
1: I, that's not a thing. Yes, it is. No, it's not. DC hero fatigue, sure. Because no. they're long drawn out. There boring. are
0: many people who are done with superheroes at this point.
1: They're lame. Um.
0: The one I'm probably more excited for is Game Night.
1: I know! It looks so funny! That trailer is great. It's a wonderful premise. It just looks like a fun, silly movie. and
0: of course, guess who's directing? Who? John Francis Daly.
1: He's directing Game Night?
0: Yeah. (gasps) He's co-directing with uh, Jonathan Goldstein. Did they write it? No. Who wrote it? Um, Mark Perez, who has written basically nothing. Okay, cool. So I imagine they were probably doing rewrites on set. (laughs)
1: Well, it looks cute. Yeah. And fun. And I like all those people in it, too.
0: I mean, John Francis Daly has directed other stuff, too, so.
1: So that's it for February.
0: Yeah. That's all we got right now. March. Oh, no, there is one more for February Annihilation.
1: Oh, I don't. I'm not interested in that.
0: Oh, see, we haven't seen Ex Machina yet. I really want to see that movie. Everyone said amazing things. I
1: want to see that movie too, but and Adulation Alex just looks. I don't care.
0: Well, you don't know anything me, about it, lo- it yet.
1: Well, from the trailers that I've seen, it looks like a cross between Jurassic Park and Aliens, and I don't care.
0: It's going. To, I think it's going to go even further than that. It's going to be like time bending, really weird stuff.
1: I don't need that. I do. Okay. I
0: love that kind of stuff. It's right up my alley. Starting in March. We've got a Paul Feig written comedy with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart called The Upside.
1: Yeah, I put that on there.
0: There is nothing about this movie out mm-hmm. other than pictures.
1: Yep, uh, Brian Cranston it appears to be quadriplegic because he's in a wheelchair.
0: Interesting, though, this may turn out to be more of a drama.
1: I'm okay with that. It's a dramedy. All the people in it look good.
0: Yeah, Paul Feig's writing it, but the, um, the director, Neil Berger is known for divergent the illusionist
1: oh that was a great movie
0: uh limitless it's gone back and forth.'ll right, <laughs> we'll just leave whatever. it there um a movie we just saw the trailer for thoroughbreds
1: that looks great. The two girls plot to kill one of the girls' stepdads the dad stepdad or whatever the
0: quote from the the trailer the quote from one of the reviewers is absolutely perfect. Mm. American Psycho meets heathers
1: yes. That's a great way to describe that Yeah, movie.
0: one is one is an incredibly troubled teen. Her friend is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Wrinkle in Time.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to read that book. I never read that book in school.
0: I have read it, but it was a long time ago. I need to read it, too. Uh, it is... This is the big... Not that Anna DuVernay has not had her share of success. I mean, between Selma and 13th, yes, but the documentary is, on this Netflix. This is
1: her huge, like millions upon millions of people are going to see this so this is a this is a huge win for her and, and very it, and, and it's got a very diverse cast as well
0: and very interesting for such an outspoken activist mm-hmm. to be given that chance on that type of platform from Disney yes. not saying that she doesn't deserve it she's an incredibly talented filmmaker mm-hmm. and has a lot of really good stuff to say but it's going to be very interesting to see how where they go with it well yes so <laughs>
1: cuz this is a series Oh, yeah. If if this does well and everybody likes it, it's a series. And they'll do more. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. What about. Did you put Tomb Raider on there?
0: Then we get to Tomb Raider.
1: Which I'm not a Tomb Raider fan. I haven't. I never played the games. I care less. The Angelina Jolie movies didn't look interesting. This one looks interesting.
0: I saw the Angelina Jolie movies. They're not good. Yeah. <laughs> They're bad movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Plus, it has Walton Goggins.
1: Love Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I used to hate him.
0: I know. And
1: I love him. Oh,
0: now. and Dominic West is her dad. Oh,
1: all yeah. right.
0: Okay. Isle of Dogs.
1: Okay, I'm really excited about Isle of Dogs, but I'm really sick of the trailer. They
0: need a new trailer. They do. They really do. They need a full a full trailer that explains a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I love the style that he's going with. I love that he's basically, this is Wes's take on samurai movies Mm -hmm. you can tell (laughs) but i what i need is a little more jokes from the trailer and not just the stuff we've got now Mm -hmm. because right now it's not it's just the absurd premise of these dogs talking
1: (laughs) yeah
0: um ready player one
1: Mm -hmm. i need to read that book too we just got a new trailer for that one that actually explains what's going on in the movie Uh uh-huh And it's way better. So I'm like, okay, now I get it and now I want to see it. Because the first time I was like, I don't know.
0: I've read the book. This to me is a little like Watchmen. I don't know if we should make a movie out of this story. Because there's so much stuff involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a good book, but many many people have an interesting criticism of it, which is like, all this is is one big nostalgia trip. And I kind of get it. So that's all I've got from March. I don't know if you've got anything. Yeah, it's the same. Starting in April.
1: Mm-hmm. Blockers. Yeah, we just saw the trailer for that. It looks fun. It's three parents who their their daughters have a, a sex pact to have sex by prom, and they're, the parents are going to keep them from doing this.
0: It's K-Cannon directing. Okay. She's not writing it, which is interesting.
1: K-Cannon of Pitch Perfect.
0: And 30 Rock. Yeah. Um I I am hopeful this turns out to be Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where the trailer is just a taste of the funny, and it goes way, way deeper.
1: <laughs> I, I really like, because John Cena's in it, and I really think he gets to play, because he's got some chops. He really does.
0: <laughs> Wrestlers are are good actors, generally. They're Wait, very he's good. No,
1: he's no The Rock, but he's not... We don't know that yet. Unse- well, we haven't, he we haven't seen that.
0: He hasn't done... He hasn't had the time to do enough yet, okay. so a quiet place. Ah,
1: I did not realize. Okay, John Krasinski wrote this and is directing it.
0: Not only that, but it's him and his wife.
1: What about the new mutants?
0: Uh, the new mutants is on my list for sure. Mhm. Uh, a an X-Men horror movie.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, it's like Dark X-Men. I'm excited for that. Maisie uh, Williams is going to be in it. Yeah? So I'm excited. Looks really good. Overboard. Yes.
0: 'Cause I've never seen either. I've never seen anything. Okay. It.
1: The original with Kurt Doug not Kurt Douglas, Kurt Russell and, <laughs> and Goldie Hine was on a-, a VHS tape that we watched over and over again. So I've seen that movie a lot. Uh so I was a little annoyed, but I like the premise. They've they've flop- they've swapped it wherein the gentleman is the one who has amnesia. And Anna Ferris is a great choice. And the trailer looks really good. And it looks like one of the things they did in this instance is that the whole town is in on it as opposed to just her. Yeah. So I like I like that concept.
0: You're not sure about Eugenio Herbez yet, though.
1: I haven't seen him in any, anything, so it's a little...
0: I feel like we should go watch How to Be a Latin Lover. That was the one we missed this year. Ken Marino directed that, so oh. he's great. Um, and it's him, Rob Lowe's in that, Kristen Bell's in it.
1: Eh, maybe. He, we'll see.
0: He seduces older women.
1: No, I get that. Let's just see Overboard, and if we like him in it, we'll go watch the other one.
0: That's fair. Do you have anything else for April?
1: Nope. Time for May.
0: Which we start off with, huge with Avengers Infinity War.
1: Yeah, this is a thing they've been leading up to for years. I'm really excited. The first teaser trailer is out, and it looks really good. Captain looks so fucking hot, and he better because he's about to die. <laughs> I'm calling it now. <laughs> Captain's gonna die because someone has to go out, and it's gonna be him.
0: Well, and because
1: because Tony Stark ain't dying anytime soon.
0: Also, Chris Evans has been saying for a long time that he's he's ready to be done.
1: Uh, he, not that he hates it; he's, he's, he's not, just ready to he, be done
0: with this. When you
1: sign one of these contracts, you sign for three movies, and then it, and it, then it turns into eight. And this has been ten years of his life, and he's ready to move on. Yeah. And Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky Barnes in the comic book, Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America. After Steve Rogers dies, um, Sebastian Stan says, "I'll do it. I want to do it. I want to be Captain America. Let's let's go." So they've they've there's a plan in place if that is in fact what is happening and it makes the most sense. And here's the other thing: if we're gonna do Infinity Wars, which this is not the last Avengers film, there have to be stakes. We have to lose somebody. Yeah, if we have to lose somebody important. It's got to hurt. And if it's not gonna be Iron Man, it has to be Captain America. Yep. And everybody else is too new for us to care. Like, I could see Hawkeye dying. Nobody gives a shit about Hawkeye. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Bye, Jeremy Jeremy Renner. Renner. Like, (laughs) nobody gives a fuck. They did make you funnier in the last one with your little secret story. But nobody cares. Hawkeye,
0: Mm -hmm. which is sad, because Hawkeye's actually a really cool character in the comics. He
1: can be, but we don't care.
0: No, not with this. Mm -hmm. Um, One that I didn't know anything about, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. This is a movie with Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill, oh, yeah. looking completely transformed. It's like
1: a biopic.
0: It is. It's about a. Uh, it says it's about John Callahan who became paralyzed after a car accident at age twenty-one and turned to drawing as a form of therapy. Okay. Uh, based off his autobiography, Gus Van Sant is directing this. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of big names coming through.
1: Well, Jonah Hill looks very different in that film, so it could be interesting.
0: And then, Solo, a Star, Star Wars story. story.
1: We're excited about it. We like all the people in it.
0: I'm a little a disapp- Star
1: movies. So. I'm a little
0: disappointed that they didn't get to see it through with Lord or and Miller.
1: Miller. Um, it makes sense to me, though.
0: It does. What I was unaware of, I thought it was. You know, we got about halfway into it and realized the tone's not right, and we're moving on. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they were done. They were pretty much done with principal photography. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird. <laughs>
1: Well, I I get the, I could see Lloyd Miller wanting to do a much sillier film. Yeah. And Kathleen Kennedy being like, "No, that's not what we're hiring you to do."
0: Well, also it could have just been that they got through it and realized we have so many errors in where we're going with the we, other movies. We've mm-hmm. got to retool. <laughs> so,
1: <clears throat> but Ron Howard took it over and you know, he he hasn't really failed us. So.
0: Well, under their credit, Lord and Miller have not trashed anything about it. They've they've been very gracious in being like, no, we we totally had different visions that, of what this movie was. That and, wouldn't
1: serve anyone well.
0: And they made their decision, so they aren't pissed at all. Yeah. Um, it's Opie. I mean, he'll do a good job.
1: Opie strikes back. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Just
0: as long as he ma- does make it fun, because it needs to be fun.
1: He's, he's good at that. I know. I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it.
0: Anything else you saw in May?
1: No, May's pretty light cuz I think they know between Solo and Infinity Wars, nobody's got room for anything. And that lets Nobody's going to gonna see anything else that month.
0: Cuz that leads us to the four big June movies. This June's... is going to be our monster month, I'm excited
1: I think. about June. Like, I'm just looking at it now and be like all of these movies I could see us ending up seeing twice. We'll see. Just about. Okay, first up
0: Untitled Deadpool sequel
1: I really kind of hope that's the official title for it (laughs) Because it would be so perfect And so meta And so Deadpool (laughs) Deadpool was great We saw Deadpool two times in the theater Yeah like We liked it that much I'm, I am I remember when we were leaving, one of the times we were we were leaving the movie, and this woman was yelling at the box office to get her money back, and she was yelling at her kid or her grandson or something, and you're like, you told me this was an appropriate movie. It was something like that, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Been yep. excited. Cable's going to be in there. It's going to mm-hmm. be lots of fun. Then, one where we have some split opinions on. Yeah. Ocean's 8.
1: Yep. When I first heard about this, I was like, eh, okay whatever but now that i've seen the trailer i mean the cast is amazing there's no question about that no. now that i've seen the first trailer i was like all these ladies look like they are having the time of their lives and it looks like fun and you know what we need that it doesn't look like okay i like movies like bridesmaids and Girls Trip and those types of things But it's rare that we get a movie of women that's an ensemble where they're not being raunchy or dirty or complaining about their children. This looks like a bunch of women who are having fun. And so we haven't had that yet, and I think it looks like fun. Cheesy? Sure. They're robbing the Met Gala. That's awesome.
0: I'm reserved. I think this movie looks like Ocean's Eleven with ladies. That's yes. all it is. There's nothing new to say in this movie.
1: You don't know that until you see it.
0: True. And the bigger thing is, I feel like they are trying to do Steven Soderbergh rather than just be be either its own thing or have gotten Steven Soderbergh to do it. Mm. I feel like they're trying to... Copy the style of the original, as opposed to just having the style of the original. I
1: don't think that's necessarily true. The trailer
0: I, seems like that. Okay, I don't know that the movie will. I
1: bet the trailer is doing that on purpose to get help people buy into it.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's where I'm like, oh, because I don't want them to do that. I want them to do their own movie, right? I, I they, don't, I don't want it to just be Ocean's Eleven all over again.
1: They are, but there's also Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen. I know. So just let them have their damn movie.
0: It here's the thing. I'll probably love it. I'm just mm-hmm. right now I'm like,
1: I don't know. Uh I I love the idea and I love everybody in it. So, we're going. That's fair. Then we get to The Incredibles 2. Yes. People have been Okay, I was not a fan of The Incredibles. I thought it was one of Pixar's weakest films. I felt like they didn't do people very well. Hot opinion. I know. But I'm excited to see where number 2 goes. Like, I am.
0: Many people regard The Incredibles as the best Pixar movie.
1: Well, they are definitely wrong. That's just wrong.
0: I would say Finding Nemo is the best.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Top to tail. I'm not necessarily saying, like, it's your favorite movie, Mm -hmm. but top to tail, if you think about that story, how they animated it, how they put all of those elements together, it is the most complete, perfect you can't change you can't take anything out of that movie, and it still not makes sense the way it goes.
1: I don't know. I feel like a stronger movie is Monsters Inc because uh I think there's more depth to it, and they had to create this whole world, and that world makes complete sense um that you know the ocean is the ocean, it's okay. how do these fish work like that I mean that already existed. they had to make characters out of these fish, sure. But Monsters, Inc., they had to create this all from scratch, and that's a much harder task, and it all makes sense. But I would
0: also factor in animation. Monsters, Inc. doesn't have the level of detail that Finding Nemo, they were able to do at that point.
1: That's because they couldn't do Finding Nemo, because they couldn't do water. I know. So they avoided doing anything like that. If you look at the first Toy Story, uh, it looks like shit compared to everything now. Oh, I know. But... It, they realized they like, couldn't
0: do people without making them look terrible, so they did toys.
1: <laughs> nah, I don't think that's really true, but here's the other thing. I don't think the people look good in Incredibles, but I don't care about the animation. I'm talking about the story. Yeah. Monster Sink is a better story. Uh, so, I'm, I'm excited about Incredibles too. I mean, it'll be great. People have been waiting forever for it, so yes. I, I'm i sure it'll be fun. I would love to see more Edna Moe mode. She's great. <laughs> She's a fun character. Okay, and our last one of June.
0: Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom.
1: It's Jurassic Park.
0: It's Jurassic World. Oh, it is? Fallen Kingdom. Okay, I'm sorry. The original one was Jurassic World.
1: I don't know. Whatever. Fallen Kingdom. I'm excited. I really liked the last one. I mean, I remember going and seeing the very first Jurassic Park and being freaked the fuck out. And so going to see the most recent one was fun. I was like, ah, it feels a lot like the old one, but it's still, I'm still enjoying it.
0: This looks like we're going to get a lot more dinosaurs. Yes. Than we did in the first one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot more new dinosaurs, I think.
0: A lot more new dinosaurs and a lot more, I mean, the whole thing is interactions on the island as opposed to the theme park aspect.
1: Well, this is a little, it looks like this is a little bit more of, this is what has been happening without people there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to corral and, you know, maintain them. And then we also get Jeff Goldblum is back, which is great. But as the bad guy. I'm okay with that. It's a little weird. I don't know. But more important is BD Wong back. Yes. Because he is definitely going to be part of whatever evil plot it is. I love BD Wong. BD Wong is one of my most favorite actors ever. He's amazing in everything. (laughs) Everything.
0: Um, they also, I will say, they've got a really good, interesting director. You remember that movie, uh, A Monster Calls, that we look like, well, the story looks terrible, but it, it's gorgeous looking. The one with the kid, the, yeah, the no, friend's monster. Yeah, no, I know monster, which movie you're talking about. Um, he's directing this movie. Okay. So I think we're going to get a lot of grand, epic, sweeping view- views of these dinosaurs. Well, they've already
1: dinosaurs. released a teaser, and it looks like fun, and Chris Pratt's being Chris Pratt, and he's all pretty, and I'm okay with that.
0: For me, it's looking a little darker, and I kind of like it.
1: I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I like dark. I definitely don't stray away from the dark. No. So.
0: And there's so much more, but that's just June.
1: Yeah, we know a lot of things are going to change between now and June, so it's we just it's not time. When we get to when we get to about May, we'll probably go through what's coming out through the rest of the year that we want to see.
0: Some of these, for sure, I'll drop off like mm-hmm. Peter Rabbit. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought you wanted to see that movie.
1: No. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. <laughs> like if our. If both of our children could sit through a movie, then I would probably be willing to go see that when it's like two dollars at the Alamo. Just but, to
0: just to ignore it.
1: Yeah, but I'm. I mean, that's the only reason why I saw Sing. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Okay, so that right now with the what's on my list, it's twenty five movies.
0: The ones that I don't know anything about, I'm just like, I need to go watch the trailer. Just need to go watch one.
1: We do love to watch the trailers. Dude. All right, well, that's it for 2018. Next week, we are going to start our best picture Oscar winners that we have not seen. Uh, Either one of us, and then a couple of those, neither of us have seen. All right.